Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. And today we're going to be doing German Shuffle number two for our first episode of 2021. Excellent. Let's shuffle away. Okay. <laughs> Luckily for us, this week's episode is again brought to you by Koya Insurance. Now, um, I've been a customer of Koya, as some of you probably know, since before the podcast started. Now, uh, this is an insurance company I would recommend to any expats, including Alex or anybody, Me? Uh, who live in Germany. Now, they provide all kinds of... Of coverage. We're talking private liability insurance, animal insurance, um, household slash home insurance, bike theft insurance. There's just so much. Can't even remember all of them. That's that's <laughs> clearly that's how much is going on. Wow. Now you know private liability insurance, known in German as Haftpflichtversicherung, nice, which is a uh, mouthful, is something practically no German would do without. So why would you? A nice example of. This coverage helping you when shit happens is, you know, a friend of mine years ago, he had a dog who he had uh, tied to, uh, I think it was a, a chair outside of a cafe when he was going in really quick. The dog got spooked and started running, dragging that chair along and uh, dented a few nice Munich cars along the way. Oui, in Munich? That's in, a no-no. Yeah, yeah. But luckily my friend not only had private liability insurance, he had dog insurance. So he was just doubly covered wow. and uh, he had to pay none of those several thousands of euros of damage damage you know? that's the word so um this is the kind of stuff that private liability insurance from, insurance from koya can protect you from now to learn more go to coya.com that's koya.com everything and i mean everything is in english and so here we are 2021 yes. thank christ 2020 is over we are back baby we got some good episodes coming for all of you what else can we say? Hope you had a safe and uh, fun, dare I say, Christmas <laughs> and New Year's. And healthy. Don't forget healthy. Yes, healthy. And ho hopefully able to, you know, bring in a new year in a nice way, even though it was more difficult. But hopefully 2021 will be a better year for everyone. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm happy that we're back again. Yeah, absolutely. Let's dive in, shall we? Um, right. Let's start with some, you know, the usual, the shout outs and the news. So what we got here is a, a big thank you for a, a brand new five-star review from yes. Kalebe Kred. Probably saying that wrong. Sure. Um, but this is nice. She's a German living in California that enjoys right. listening to the show with her American husband because uh, uh, she likes to say, I told you so many times. That's what she <laughs> mentioned. Uh, she also says that Alex sounds super nice, so uh, apparently I have to work on my niceness. And, yeah, look, looks yeah. like it, Jeff. You got, you got to be a little bit nicer. Damn it. Okay. Take a note. But that's Take my, a listen. That'll be my, my resolution for 2021. <laughs> Perfect. Um, another, shout, another thing that's happened was um, we actually, Berlin experienced its first proper snowfall um, a few days ago on January 3rd. That was lovely. I haven't seen snow here in, I think, seven years. And the snow actually went to the ground. It stuck. There were snowmen everywhere. It was beautiful. Yeah, and, and, it, and it snowed for for like the whole day, basically. And for, for all of you, you're probably like, why is that a big deal? It, it's, yeah. it, snows every, it snows where I live all the time. Yeah, in Berlin, in winter, it gets super cold, super gray, lots of rain. But snow is a very rare, fleeting thing. And when it does show up, it's usually for half an hour. It doesn't stick to the ground. Exactly. And it's disgusting right after. So this is like a real full on snowfall. And it was it was it was lovely. I, I, I had a nice day exploring around the snow and 
making some snowballs and whatnot. Yeah, it was pretty. It was it was a it was a late white Christmas, but uh, yeah, that's but right. still still nice. Yeah, good way to start twenty twenty one. Exactly. Yeah, it, it it felt like hope in snow form. In snow form. One one thing to this isn't really news, but something that we kind of forgot to mention before yeah. uh, because we just had New Year's, right? There is this movie called uh, Dinner for One, which is the most watched film in the history of Germany. Yes, um, and the, <laughs> and and it's something that they watch on New Year's, and there are certain channels that that broadcast it. This movie, like twenty four hours a day, All the time. you know, yeah. on, on, New, on New Year's, yeah, and the. The reason I'm bringing it up is because it's very weird. This is an English language film, black and white film from the 60s, I believe. It's a British film, and it's actually usually broadcast without subtitles or dubbed. Right, and and, and there's like a German announcer at the beginning explaining what's going to happen in German. Yeah. It's weird. And I still haven't found out why, you know what I mean? Even my, my uh, girlfriend told me when they were kids, again, it's like it's not in German, their family has no idea what's being said. It's just like one hour, one hour, 15 minute movie um, about this old woman who um, all, all of her friends have died. And so she has her yeah. butler kind of sit around the table pretending to be her various friends. And he slowly gets drunk and, you know, funny funniness uh, ensues. But like, yeah, it's, it's I don't know. It's I, yeah, it's good. But still, I just don't understand why this is the favorite film of Germany. Why do they watch it? It is it is super bizarre. I, I will never understand it. But. I'm happy it's a thing, and I really enjoy watching it. It's pretty hilarious. And also, uh, Jeff and Berlin News, in the past few weeks, or in, in December at some point, what was known as the Tegel, the Tegel Project. The Tegel Project. The Tegel Project, referring to the Tegel Airport and area of Berlin, has been released. And um, they summarized the conversion of the recently closed airport into a residential community center, which Ooh, is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the, res- the residential area built on the old airport in the coming years will be like an entirely new district in Berlin. Wow. Known as the Schumacher Quarter. Ooh, okay. Um, it will be the largest district of timber frame homes in the world, which is interesting because in Germany, they don't really build homes out of timber. They build um, usually like stone and concrete and brick. Yeah, all, all the apartments <clears throat> we live in, it's, you know, if you knock on the walls, these are solid uh, stone, oh, yeah. brick, concrete walls. And you, every house that I've seen as well, like freestanding houses, usually stone, brick, concrete. They're just, they're solid, really yeah. solid. Not so, wood, no so, studs to look for. It's just it's a piece of, yeah, yeah you got to get some made well. proper uh, drills to hang anything. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. So this is very interesting that they're going to be building all these homes out of yeah. wood, you know, 5,000 new homes out wow. of wood. Yeah. And Berlin needs, needs the, needs the homes. Exactly. Yeah. And they're going to be, um, well, they're promised to be, so we'll see, mm. um, climate neutral and affordable. Excellent. Because that's what Berlin, Berlin just needs affordable. I mean, we have this uh, new rent law, but what we really need is more homes slash apartments that can be affordable by a. Normal, yeah. normal middle class person and less investors buying buildings and jacking up the prices and screwing everybody who, who lives in there exactly so that'll be exciting i mean i'm guessing this project will take i don't know many many years before it to be off the ground if this podcast still going on we'll probably be talking about it for the next 30 years yeah i guarantee this podcast will not exist <laughs> when when these homes are finished uh although it would be nice maybe we'll, we'll bring you one special update just like for 50, five minutes. 50 years old talking about this exactly 60 years old oh my yeah. god i'm 30 now yeah crazy 30 years 60 now, the end of December also saw um, a massive organized crime lockdown in well, Germany. Yes, it did. Um, acro- you know, across Germany. Now, the raid included more than 500 police officers serving search warrants throughout Hamburg or Hamburg and Berlin. 
The raid included more than 500 police officers in Hamburg and Berlin. That is a lot of uh, police action. Now, they yeah, were serving. Crazy. Ser I can't remember exactly how many, but I was about 30 search warrants they were serving. Now, it is reported that the target of these raids were the Arab Ab. I should have read this before. Abu Shaka? Abu Shaka clan? <laughs> Abu, yeah, Abu Shaka clan and the Turkish Schurer clan, uh, which are organized crime families operating in Germany. I mean, yeah, we, we've, uh, and there's definitely a lot of um, crime families or gangs in Berlin too. Like my street used to be known as a well-known uh, gang street, I guess. And I think it still might even be a bit, I think there's a lot of, um, there's all like bars and things that are 24 hours that no one's ever in. That are, that they're definitely fronts. Yeah, fronts for some some sort of for illegal something. cash flow. Yeah, but, but you know, I don't bother them. They don't bother me. Exactly. Um, and one little shout out right now is a thank you to MH at SF for leaving us a really, really wonderful uh, five-star review on Apple Podcasts yeah. a few weeks ago or sometime in early December. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, it said that they uh, love Germany and bourbon, so they thought the podcast was a perfect fit. Sure. And it thanked us for helping them in a small way get through a strange trip that was 2020. And it was a really nice, heartfelt message. So thank you a lot, MH at SF. That yeah. was really... To think we helped anybody through 2020 is... Right. Kind of amazing. Uh, yeah, so, so thanks for the review. We're, thanks. We're, we're glad we're taking your mind off of things. Cause exactly. There were a lot of things in 2020 to want to forget. Yes. And, uh, Jeff, before we get started, I'm going to remind all of our wonderful listeners and viewers and whoever else how you're listening or viewing. Our listeners and viewers. <laughs> Which technically we do have, because we do have a YouTube channel. We do, but I just can't get words in my mouth. Uh, so please check out our Instagram, Facebook, website, and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Everything else you can find on our website, agdwpodcast.com. Our Instagram's there, our Facebook's there. Yeah, yeah just you'll see a whole little row of buttons for our YouTube Spotify, everything. So don't even bother with the other stuff. Start with our, our website and filter off from there. Exactly. So Jeff, I haven't seen you actually in a while. So how was your uh, your Christmas, your New Year's, your little winter pausa, your little break? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's been two weeks. Yeah, um, actually quite nice, uh, considering that we're still in a full on uh, lockdown and all yeah. that kind of uh, jazz. But uh, yeah, did a little road trip out to my girlfriend's parents' house. So we had a small little Christmas with with her parents. But it was nice to spend Christmas with somebody, you know. Beautiful. Um, and we we kind of the, the days preceding it, we. We stayed at home and quarantined to make sure, you know, we were uh, clean and all ready to go. And yeah, I had a, like a nice little Christmas at, on her parents' farm over in West Germany out in the countryside. And uh, yeah, had a nice New Year. Again, like, you know, no party, uh, no big party or anything. But yeah, still had still had a good time. How about you? Yourself? Nice. Yes, similar thing. Went to my girlfriend's parents' place, a little two and a half hour drive. I hung out with them, distanced, uh, had a bunch of yummy food, opened some gifts. Before that, though, was my birthday, so I celebrated my 30th birthday, so that was pretty fun, because obviously I couldn't do things. Our, our listeners probably do not know, it is your 30th birthday, which we, unfortunately, we had to do it a couple weeks ago uh, via Zoom instead of having a proper right. party that it deserved. But. So I couldn't, I couldn't have a fun party for my 30th, which sucked, but my girlfriend made a scavenger hunt through the area where we live in Berlin, and I had to go to, like different stores and to give me things and do puzzles in the streets and go to a bookstore and find notes and like it was a really really involved scavenger hunt so cool so cool so i actually had a really lovely day 
yeah, so did that. Had Christmas. New Year's was fun. Again, not a huge party or anything like that, but you know, it's New Year's, and I think we're all excited just to celebrate into next 365 days and hoping for a better one. You know? Yeah. Honestly, think things can only go up. Exactly. But I'm really happy to be back. I'm happy happy to uh, start recording again. Get this get this ball rolling. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But you know what I didn't get for my birthday, Jeff? What's that? This nice bottle of whiskey. Ooh. I think it is now time for this whiskey that I am over the moon about. Yes, we're both extremely excited. Now, this is full disclosure. This is the second most expensive bottle of whiskey we'll have ever oh, yes, it uh, is. put down our gullets. Now, the f- most expensive would be the Red Spot. This is a uh, basically a 100-euro bottle of whiskey we're having tonight. Right. What is this whiskey bottle? This is Aberfeldy Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. Finished in French red wine casks, limited edition, batch number 2,920, 43% alcohol. Now, I'll be honest, before we picked this, I had not heard of Oberfeldi before. Either I, I, I. No, you knew either. Okay. And this is, um, I forgot to mention a really important part of it. It is aged 18 years, which I think is the longest age that we've had for any whiskey on this show. Now, let's look back. How old were you 18 years ago? I don't know. Well, you're 30 now, so that should be pretty easy math. 12? Is that right, math? Yeah, yeah 12. You're 12. Yeah, yeah. And I'm three years older, so I was 15 years old. Yeah. So just think about that. When you were 12, playing your Nintendo or whatever you were doing, this, this, was, this was being placed into a barrel. This was placed into French red wine casks. And little did you know, that 12-year-old you... That, 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 but isn't that, I, I really it think is this nutty. is very I, cool I, I, I know what you mean. It, it's pretty nutty. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. This also has won uh, 24 gold medals. Now we have a beautiful looking bottle. We have a great uh, logo there and we have a wood topped cork. Yeah. And I, it looks I, like I a thick boy. It's time to drink this thing. Let's just pop this guy. Whoa. We've had some good ones lately. It, it, that's already a 10 out of 10 on the pop. Ooh. That's how you pour again. Mmm. Smells wonderful. Look down into your glass. Interesting color. It's almost like a pinkish hue in the in the orange. Yeah, huh? It's, you know it's, 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 it's a beautiful color. And it smells super like smells sweet. I think it's supposed to be a, a fruitier um scotch. Yeah, I was gonna say it, like an almost kind of citrus uh, kind of a flavor we smell. Yeah, on the box it says um Soft signature honey and creamy vanilla notes are invigorated with swaths of plush ripe cherries and lovely nutty aromas mm. of toasted almonds to create an incredibly elegant and fruity whiskey. The perfect treat for any discerning drinker. Well, let's see if we're discerning drinkers. Cheers to 2021, baby. Hey, let's hope for the best. <laughs> That's smooth. <laughs> well, you couldn't even say it. That's good though. Oh, that's still going down. It's really, it's. Oh, it's still going down. It's, that's it's, that's burning and burning and burning and burning. It's got a lot happening there. There's a, there's a lot of things happening in my. Each sip lasts like a minute in my body. Wow. That's really it. Just good. keeps going. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, rock and roll. That's that's a good way to start the year, I think. It is a good way to start the year. Hmm. Another good way to start the year is to um, take your iPods out, go to shuffle mode. And click press that button. German. It's time for the German shuffle, baby. Now, to remind all of you, the German shuffle is basically an episode where we're going to hit on a lot of random small topics. 
And pretty much these are topics that Jeff and I kind of walk through the day and something happens and we're like, I'm going to write that Let's down. Let's mention that. Let's talk about or that. the shuffle. We're going to talk yeah. about it. You know, like uh, it's not something that it's a whole episode, but we've got like a few minutes in there, you know, not, you know, not enough meat in the bone to mention it to you guys. So exactly. We're not, we can't do a full episode about these topics, but we can put them into the German shuffle wicka, wicka, yeah. and then we can talk about them there. Yeah. But now that we're in shuffle, what is our, what's the first track that's coming up? That's that my sound effect for shuffling. It's an interesting sound. I <laughs> the first one is uh, German dogs. Jeff? German dogs. Yeah. German dogs. Now, a lot of you are like, what is there to say about German dogs? There's actually a lot to say about German dogs. They are, um, from my experience, probably the most um, well-trained dogs you'll ever encounter. A hundred percent. They're just like, you, you often see dogs rock, walking around Berlin without a leash on, and they follow their owners, and they sit, and they do whatever the heck you ask them to do, and... There's no worries. That's the thing is they, they, if they walk with their owner, they're literally, they'll be right next to them. They will not bother another dog. They will not sniff that piece of cheese in the ground. They'll they run away. Th when they get to the, when the owner gets to the, to the stop sign, the dog will just instinctively stop. And the thing that blew me away was when I first moved to Germany, I'd be walking into an Aldi and Lidl, you know, you know, a super German supermarket. Yeah. And right out to the door, there'd be one or two German dogs, not tied to anything, just sitting there, staring, not moving, not yeah. not even yeah, yeah, yeah. not even sniffing the people walking by them, just sitting calmly, doing not, their thing. Not even, and these are two dogs from two separate owners. Not even inter interacting with each other, just sitting, waiting for their owner, doing yeah. it, and unchained. It's so weird, and it's very noticeable. It's, def it's definitely something that I noticed uh, my first few weeks here. I remember walking around and saying, "Why are all these dogs off leashes, being super well behaved?" I've never seen that before ever. It's it's like a dog paradise. It's cool. Yeah, and but I still it makes me think, what do they do to these dogs when they're training them? I don't know because, I mean, you know, I mean, I've had some well-trained dogs in the U.S., but nothing on this level, you know. Hey, man, it's Germany. Yeah, and Ger Germans have a strong dog culture. You know, I was reading up the other day, and in Germany, to have a dog, you are required to have uh, dog slash animal insurance. It's not an option; you have to have it. Oh, well, okay. So that way, if your dog causes a mess or something, you're you're covered. And also, there is this German dog tax that you have to pay. Yes. It's like 100, 200 euro per year or some. It's not It's not a little amount that you have to pay every year. Um, and that's on top of whatever you pay to get your dog from the shelter or something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, so it can be a German dogs. little pricier, but German dogs. Hey. It's a thing. I guess yeah. if you're spending so much money on it, you want to make sure that they're well-trained and doing what you want them to do. Yeah. Woof. All right. So, uh, Jeff, that was our first... Um, that was the first one on our playlist. What's what good next? What's track two? Now, this is one that a lot of you might think, ooh, this is actually a good thing. But I'm, we're going to explain to you why it can be annoying. Now, this is sure. uh, something I had to bring up is that Germans often, when you're speaking them to them in German, say you go to buy a ticket at the movie theater, you order a food or you're interacting with a neighbor, yep. you speak German, they respond to you in English, thinking, thinking they're doing you a favor. Which they are. But it, it's actually... I find it quite disheartening and annoying, especially if you're really trying. Because a you 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 think, oh, is my German that bad that you have to swing twitching? And that's and, true. It, it, it can affect your um, your confidence a bit when you're trying to learn a language and, and being integrated and say, hey, I can go to the grocery store, I can go here and here and here, and speak German fine. But then someone's responding to you in English, you're like, ah, okay. Yeah, it doesn't help you learn. You know, a good example is uh, a few weeks ago, uh, me and my girlfriend at home watching TV got a doorbell ring, and it was. Somebody who obviously is looking for um, a party. Now, 
people should not be having parties. Um, True. But they were looking for, I don't know if it's party or dinner or whatever. Okay. But they obviously had not been here before. They're like, oh, is this blank, blank, blank's house? They asked in German. And in German, I responded. You know, I was like, no, he's, he's, he's uh, above on the second floor, you know? Um, and they and in English, they respond, oh, okay. Oh, so, so, so sorry. Uh, have a good yeah. night. And they walk yeah, away. Yeah. And I turned to my girlfriend and I said, I said, oh, did I, did I say it wrong? She's like, no, that was perfect German. And I'm like, well, then why are they responding in English? And it's, it's, it's annoying because like, it's like you're really trying to be a part of the German culture yeah. and you're really trying to practice. And, and the way I say it, I'll say to all Germans out there, if you can, now if it's really broken German and it's hard to understand, it's obvious they're struggling, switch to English, English. But if you're understanding everything they're saying and it's good at German. And if you read their body language and they seem kind of comfortable speaking, you yeah. know, let us speak our German, fam. Yeah, yeah. Like, like keep it going till you can't anymore. And yeah. um, I have this uh, um, Israeli friend who I who I love who doesn't let Germans get away with it. So I've had several times where we go, or back in the day, we'd go to the kino, and and he's fluent in German, you know, um, but he has an Israeli accent. So he'll order the tickets and they'll respond in uh, English. And he keeps responding in German. And they keep responding in English. And finally, he'll he'll be like, "Sorry, I don't." Sp- in German, sorry, I don't speak English. Why are you speaking English to me? Like I'm speaking, nice. Ger- I'm speaking German to you. <laughs> like, sorry, did I say something in English, or what, what would you make you think that I want to speak English? I mean, like, I, I have had whole conversations at places where I'm speaking English as a non, I'm speaking German as a non-German speaker, right? And a German speaking English to me as not a native English speaker, and they're not getting it because I would say, yeah, I try to be stubborn too. Yeah, you know, like, no, no, I'm speaking German. You're trying to signal to them, right? That yeah, hey, exactly. I want to stay in German. Like, why else would you keep? holding with the German, but they keep, and again, I, I understand you think you're doing a nice thing, but it can, it's it a nice be, thing. It's, it's coming of a really good spot of everyone's heart. But it can just be it's disheartening yeah. for us. Yeah, for sure. Because it makes us think, oh, is my German horrible or whatever. So anyways, interesting thing to mention. Yeah. Um, I got one for you because somebody asked us this mm. and I think you know the answer better than I do. Um, so how does an American deal with filing taxes back in the U.S.? While living in Germany, because for me, I just tell my my dad and his tax guy takes care of it, and oh, I don't, yeah. and I don't yeah. make enough money for it to be worth anything in the states. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because we've had a lot of people ask us this, and they've yeah. asked us to do whole episodes on this. And unfortunately, it's like we're not going to do a whole episode on taxes. That's not really a sexy uh, episode that we're going to do. And honestly, when it comes to taxes, uh, there's so many things we could say wrong. Yeah, and I don't want to risk each person. So I'm gonna say disclaimer: we are not tax advisors. No, we far are not. From it. We are giving you our personal opinion. Uh, please, everybody's situation is different. Talk to a professional. Now, but I'll just give you the the broad strokes. Now, as everyone might not know, Americans living abroad have to file their taxes every year, even if you owe no money to the IRS. You yes. have to file those taxes. I think it's the only country in the world where if you don't live in that country, you still have to pay taxes in that country. Yeah, you still have to file. And in certain cases, you still have to pay. You have to pay double taxes. Which yeah. is so weird it's considering insane. that like a lot of Americans hate taxes. The country was built off of like lack of taxes or hating taxes. It's kind of taxation without representation, which we fought against it's, because cause it, you're, you're living in Germany. Why am I being taxed? Uh, you know, yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's taxation without representation. Because you're, you're paying taxes and Social Security to Germany. So... Why do you have to do it doubled? And exactly. Anyways, let's it, it's, it's bullshit. We'll get that out of the way yeah, now. That's absolutely. our personal opinion on the taxes. <laughs> yeah. I, I no, I'm right with you. Um, so Americans must file their taxes. Now, please 
wait. Okay, and again, this is all for people who live in Germany, right? And you're an American. Wait till you file your German taxes and you get your returns back because you'll need all of those numbers and information to file your American taxes. Because when you file your American taxes, they're going to ask, how much money did you earn this year? Well, your German taxes will tell you. How much money How much money in taxes did you pay the German government? This will tell you. All this information, so it makes things so much easier. So, I didn't know that. I didn't file taxes here. Uh, you're a salaried employee, so technically you don't have to uh, because taxes are just taken out of your paycheck every year. Although I would recommend all salaried people because even as a salaried person, you can get around roughly about a thousand euro back every year. Yeah, taxes, true. Yeah, yeah. I, I just haven't done yeah. it. Anyways. Um, so anyways, wait, <laughs> wait till you file your German taxes, get your returns back. Now I would really suggest hire a company to do your American taxes. You know, don't try to do them yourselves. It's complicated enough handling your German taxes. Don't then go and do your American taxes. It, it can get difficult, but there's companies like, um, I think it's my, my expattaxes.com. These kinds of companies you can go, you pay 150 bucks, 200 bucks, whatever, you just type in some information. They file the taxes for you. They handle everything. Really recommend that. That's nice. Yeah. 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 Um, I would say do not use a company that's in Germany. They charge a lot, and they'll also charge you in euros. If you do the company, an American company, you get charged in, in American dollars. Just off the bat, you're saving hundreds of dollars right there. Because at the moment, the U.S. dollar is really really low compared to the exactly. Euro. And in general, it's lower. You know. Um, and another thing. Every American every year has to file what's called the, the F bar, which I forget exactly what it stands for. It's, I think it's uh, financial uh, banking something rather. Basically, every year you have to file and tell the American government how much money you have in your bank account because they are uh, like that. They want you do. Yes, you do. Because it's, it's, it's they claim it's to fight, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, criminal money laundering, that kind of thing. And it's and it's also to so they can see, okay, he's not making enough. Where do we have to double tax him? So you have to file this online every year. It's very easy to do. Do not I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. But it's now you know. Now do not <laughs> do not hire do not hire a company to do this. It's very simple. Any person could do it online. Very easy. You have to file it each year um, and just exp you just have to say how what was the highest amount of money you had in your bank account that year, every year. Now, if you're like Alex and you did not do this, there is a way to get out of getting in trouble. Um, the IRS has something called the Streamline Procedure. This is where if, say, you did not know you had to file uh, your taxes or the FBAR, you can go and file for the past two, three, four years, whatever, uh, uh, without any fees, without any prison time, like as long as you go and you have to just sign a waiver saying I did not, I did not do this on purpose. I just did not know it had to be done. You can you can get out of getting in trouble. So there is that in there is that uh, available to people. I'm kind of freaking out a bit right now, but um, okay. So, anyways, that that was extremely generalized, but it's just hitting the broad strokes of what needs to happen. Sure. There's so much more to it. Please. Just type expat taxes in, in on the line. You'll get so many more people that know much more than us. We yeah. are not tax advisors. We We're not uh, that hold smart. no uh, responsibility for anything that goes wrong in your life. So moving on. <laughs> but what we do know about is uh, is beer. And that's our next uh, German shuffle topic. This is a wonderful, yeah. this is a shuffle. Now, Alex, got taxes. what about beer? beer? You know, we've already mentioned that the German beer bottles are bigger. What else more can we talk about beer? We had a whole episode on beer. What did we miss? So the thing about beer is in the States, you can get a lot of times in like a 30 pack or like a 20 pack. And it's like a little 
you know, ca- uh, uh, cardboard box with it, cans in there. It's a fully enclosed six-sided box with a right. handle. Um, and, um, yeah, and, and it's easy, you know. You can go get six 30 beers, carry one hand, easy. In Germany, you have to get, um, the biggest you can get is 20 Point five bottles, so it's more beer probably, or I don't but still know. twenty. But it's it, but, but they're it, bottles of glass. Yeah, and it's in a plastic crate with no top or anything like that. Uh, it's a it's a heavy duty plastic crate. I can walk like maybe thirty meters by myself before I have to like stop and take a break. They're really heavy because there is no central handle above it. The handles right. are on the side, so you right. have to hold it like hitting your and knees. use your shoulder muscles while hitting your knees yeah you can't hold it like a suitcase like you can the american case fun, fun trick what i do is i put it i try to lean it on my belt buckle and kind of my belt buckle kind of holds up the the beer case but so are you as you're doing it are you asking yourself like why do i have to do this what is this oh yeah it, it's a lot but at least you know uh, when you buy the beer you'll see the price of the beer and then you'll notice when it gets scanned up it might be even higher because you're paying for the because you're paying for the case and for the bottles so when you finish your beer, you put the empty beers back in the case and you can return it at the grocery store and get around three euros back. Yeah, you get the money for the case and the money for the bottle deposits back. Right. So it's pretty environmentally friendly. It's just like a weird difference. Um, I'm not saying one's better than the other. No, not really. Uh, but actually, could you des- could you describe like the difference between a standard German six-pack and an American six-pack? There is a difference there. True. When you get a six-pack in Germany, it's usually 0.3 beers like the American beers, usually smaller ones like what we drink um, all the time on the... Um, on the episodes sure but so in the states when you get a six pack it has like a, also a little central handle it's made out of thick cardboard and it's super easy to carry kind of like a little suitcase and you can easily pick one beer out right and put it back in and put it back in it's nice you know, it's, it's convenient like, there's like separate slot for each beer you know there's three beers on each side with a handle in the middle right right all cardboard yeah and the german six packs are pretty much they put six beers together and kind of wrapped <laughs> this is the right way to put it. And kind of like wrapped uh, a thin cardboard around it with two holes at the top that you can fit like your index finger and your thumb finger in. Your thumb finger, your thumb. Yeah. And that's kind of how, kind of how you carry it. And then when you want to get the beers out, you literally just have to rip open the case. Yeah, there's no reusing it. Like when no. you have to rip it to get the beer out. And I will say in this case for the six packs, the American six packs are much more comfortable to carry. Oh, 100%. The German ones, they kind of... the cardboard bites into your fingers a little bit and the german one is probably better for the environment so i think it's like one really thin piece of um it's probably less cardboard cardboard, i'd say the american ones is definitely a lot of folded cardboard to make it nice and sturdy and have a handle and the six dividers you know like or the four maybe it costs more to manufacture the american one because it's more complicated not sure but also i would also recommend when you are if you are in germany ever coming around um you go to a grocery store or spatie or whatever don't buy beers at six packs you're just wasting your money because yeah. usually a six pack will cost five to seven euro and they're smaller beers you can get six regular beers for one euro each usually from the same price for bigger bottles so exactly yeah we, we, we buy them for the podcast just because it's just easier like because we're, we're just we're running in right before we record it's just easy to grab it's easy to grab thing, and to hold and, and rather than having six separate beers clanging around in a, your backpack or plus whatever. it's easier it's nicer to drink a smaller beer it's easier to pace Exactly, we're drinking less, so. Um, but yeah, interesting, interesting uh, difference. That's it. Yeah. Beer packs. What, what's next on the uh, on the shelf? I'm excited. It's, it's like spinning the the wheel of fortune, Jeff. It is a wheel of fortune. It is, except it's a line on a computer. Because I'm scrolling on a line. Oh, okay. That was oh. that was a buzzkill. Um, I, I prefer the yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay. 
get that one dollar. Okay. Anybody knows prices, right? Um, anyways, our next one we're going to talk about. This is Berlin nice. Berlin centric, uh, but we have I wouldn't say a new uh, U-Bahn slash subway line, but we have uh, there, there's been a, a line in the there's uh, nine U-Bahn lines in Berlin and the U1 and through the nine, U9, yeah. And there's the U5, which traditionally always stopped in Alexanderplatz. And for the past few years, they have been building three more additional stops in order to connect Alexanderplatz with the Hauptbahnhof, which is the main... Which makes a lot of sense. Because, uh, and the reason this is so important is because the the road that this these new subway stations are going to go under, it's one of the most popular tourist areas in Berlin. And up until now, the only way as a tourist to get there is to walk or take the bus. Like, there, there, there was no subway station to get to museum island to get to Rathaus, or to get to uh unter den linden like there there literally, there literally was no way to get there except for walking from alexanderplatz yeah. you know so so f- their goal was to get all these tourists off the roads into the subways and also for anybody living off the u5 now your line goes all the way to the uh central train central station, station. And, and in berlin the real central station is uh alexanderplatz like the central station is good for like regional bonds, whatever, taking a regional train somewhere. But if you have to get any connection to parts of the oh, city. Within Berlin, yeah. Within Berlin, you're usually but, going through Alexanderplatz. Because and, there I think you have three different U-Bahn lines. You have however many S-Bahn lines. Like it's, I think it's probably the most connections. There's trams on there. There's yeah. so many connections there. So it's a mm-hmm. good spot to have from Hauptbahnhof because you can go away from Hauptbahnhof to Alexanderplatz and get to a lot of places from there. Yeah. Which is nice for me, at least. It's easier now for me. Is it? Yeah. Kind of. Anyways, yeah, so but that's yeah, nice. But, and I've seen pictures and uh, footage. The, 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 these three do stops are now open, and the, so, the stations look uh, beautiful. One of them, they put uh, a starry night sky across the whole ceiling. That's uh, awesome. Of actual, I think it's a LED. With or, actual stars. With actual stars that light up, you know. Wow. And so it's, uh, it, maybe for you guys, it's not so exciting, but um, it's just a really nice connection for Berlin. And it's nice, as you mentioned, Berlin is constantly still it has one of the most amazing public transportation systems in the world, I think, but it right. keeps adding new lines, keeps adding new tram lines. Keeps Consistently. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so, yeah, it's it's just it's great that it, it keeps growing for everybody. It makes life easier. 100%. So that's really nice. And then it also makes train, other trains less crowded, other areas less crowded. It's just great to spread people out more, especially during uh, a pandemic. Yeah, but unfortunately, this... This uh, this new uh, subway line opened with very little fanfare because there's barely no anybody riding it because because no one lives there and oh no I mean because of the lockdown oh because lockdown true and we have zero tourists because tourists are not allowed anymore so. right so yay so. <laughs> yes. um I'll, I'll stop doing the Thank you. the sound effect the next one um you want to talk about which yeah. is interesting is like store equivalents because a few people asked us this and I thought about this as well. Like, um, you know, in the States, you're, you're, wherever you're coming from, you're used to, you know, those stores you always go to. And when you move somewhere else, you're trying to find that equivalent to that store. Sure. And sometimes it doesn't exist. Usually yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah. Especially, I think, coming from America to Germany because uh, the shopping culture, I think, is just wildly different than the States and it is here. Well, in the U.S., everything is bigger. Everything is bigger. Um, U.S. loves these one-stop shops like a Walmart or a Target. Mm. And those just do not exist at all in Germany. Walmart tried in Germany, but they failed hard. Mm. Um, so like, for example, and if you want to go to Best Buy, I guess it would, would be in the States. Here you go to Saturn or Media Markt. 
um, a car. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like a Best Buy or if you're old school, a Circuit City. You guys remember that Circuit City? Oh, yeah. City? Circuit, I used to love Circuit City. Yeah, that was my favorite. Good uh, stuff. I mean, literally the Circuit City, when it, in my town, when it closed, it just became the Best Buy. So I think I was it too. Yeah. It just went from red to blue. Um, there's also there's also not a lot of like Costco type things. Uh, the closest would be um, like Kaufland, I guess. But Kaufland is more yeah. like a normal American su- uh, supermarket. I heard there is one because my girlfriend... Um, her mom who lives on a farm has, and she owns a, a business that operates on that farm, has to get uh, uh, large quantities of stuff. Does she do it as a business or as a private citizen? Uh, that I'm not sure, but but I know the store that she goes to, or at least my girlfriend says, is a Costco style place where it sells things in bulk that normally it would only sell to stores, but it sells it to right. private people. So okay. it is a Costco-like store. I forget what it's called. It's not Kaufland. It's something else. But uh, So they do exist, but they are, you have to be lucky. To, you, again, you have to live in the middle of nowhere where they have the right. space for that kind of thing. In Berlin and Munich and stuff, it, it just won't exist. And like um, for like a Home Depot or if you're fancy, a Lowe's? No, that's an OB. Like, but here would be an OB or, or, or um, Baumarkt. Baumarkt or Tomb. But funny thing is if you go to an OB, it is such a ripoff of Home Depot because uh, they are all their colors are also orange. All their shelf, yes. all their shelving is this metal, same metal shelving painted orange, just like at Home Depot. It it it's just about ooh, it's still huge for by German standards, but it's at least yeah. a third of the size of a normal Home Depot in the states, or maybe even less. A normal Home Depot in the states is you can look down and it's like two or three football fields long. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, and then generally, just generally, I would just say that. Um, here you'll you, you'll probably you'll probably be going to more smaller shops. Mm. Um, I mean, there are a lot of big chains with things like everywhere you go, you'll see DM, which is kind of like a CVS type place. Right. That yeah, um, that's the CVS Walgreens equivalent for sure. Exactly. You'll um, DM. Yeah, like you'll see H and M. You'll see all these things. They have H and M here as well. But the difference is DM does not sell actual medicine like a Walgreens or CVS right. does, you know. And, and funny enough, Germans call them drug stores. But they don't sell drugs. But they don't sell drugs. You have to go to an apotheca to, uh, to or an apothecary to get Specifically. actual drugs. Exactly. You know? yeah. So that's, that's kind of funny. Um, and, and it's kind of funny, like in every mall I've seen in Germany, or at least, at least in Berlin, has like the same exact stores. You got a DM, you got a CNM, you got an H&M. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have a Saturn or a Media Markt or all the same things all the time. I think in a sense, but at least in Berlin, the malls are very much up to American standards. You go to the mall, of, go yeah. the mall of Berlin, there's 300 stores there. It's it's just as big as any For American sure. mall. Like, For sure. So um, in a sense, yeah, unfortunately, they are the same. <laughs> yeah. But I think generally you'll, you'll have to get used to shopping. Um, going to specific stores for specific items and not one-stop shop. You want clothes, go to a clothing store. If you want groceries, you go to a grocery store. You're not going to find these big all-in-one shops. And there are some equivalents. You just got to go find them. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was my shuffle. Yeah, I'd say there's certain things that you'll take more time to find rather than just, okay, I know I can go to this place and find these 20 Everything. items. You have to go to three different stores to get the same amount of items. It's actually a funny story. I, I encourage anyone to Google why Walmart failed in Germany. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's a whole other shuffle on its own. That's a whole other shuffle. Yeah. We'll shuffle that next time on the next shuffle shuffles. Yeah. Okay, so we'll shuffle moving on. Now, next we're going to be talking about two different kind of apps slash uh, companies that exist in Berlin that I think are pretty interesting. Um, pretty interesting, and Americans would be uh, really je- jealous impressed. of. Yeah, quite impressed. Quite I impressed. Think. Yes. I'll start with uh, gorillas. Okay. And you're like, Ooh, gorillas. Oh, go, what's gorillas, that? Jeff? What do you? What do you? What now, do you want about me? Now, 
this is not available in all of Berlin. Right now, it's only uh, Prenzlauerberg and uh, Schöneberg. Not where I live, though. Yeah, not where Alex lives. Bummer. Um, and it's an app that's been around for a few months, but I only heard about it a few weeks ago when there was a little bit of a scare. Uh, my girlfriend, we thought, uh, or no, sorry, actually, it wasn't a scare. She just came back from a, a country that was suddenly deemed high risk, so she had to get a test. So we had to quarantine for, for a week. Right. And we needed basic groceries, basic supplies, but technically we can't leave our house. So I was looking up, yeah, where can I order groceries from? There's Amazon. Okay, that'll, you can get it arriving in two days, but we need stuff today, you know? Come across this app called Gorilla's App in Berlin. It says it'll deliver in 10 minutes or less. And I looked Which, at my- I, I don't understand how that's possible. Yeah, I looked at my girlfriend, I was like, I call bullshit on this, there's no way. I was like, let's test it. So nice. we, we went on, we ordered 30 different things. This included beer, fresh vegetables, meat, uh, toilet paper, just the gamut, like just so much different stuff. 30 different items, right? Or And everything is about what you would, the same price you'd pay in a grocery store, okay? okay. In a high, you know, normal grocery store. Like, Interesting. Delivery charge is only 150 So that, that's why you're paying extra 150 Interesting. We buy. Eight minutes later, my doorbell rings. And there is the guy with all 30 items that I ordered and the the vegetables were actually fresher and nicer looking than we get at our local grocery store. That's unbelievable. Ice cold beer. I and then we realized okay, they have to have like a, a just like a semi truck just driving around with all these items ready to go or like, like a mobile grocery store or something. Because yeah, there's not a there's not physically enough time for him to go to a grocery store because you know how it is. Go find thirty items, wait in the cashier line. Yeah. Even my grocery store is 50 meters from my house. Even if I had left then and went, It'd I would take more than eight minutes. Yeah, more. 100%. So it's it's crazy. And I've had a lot of friends, including uh, some of your, your colleagues. I yep. can't say their names right now, but you know who live nearby. Sure. They tried it. I had other friends try it. All 10 minutes or less. It's an amazing app. And especially during a pandemic. Like the other day, we were we were sitting and uh, drinking a couple of beers. And we ran out really quickly because we didn't have any left. And we're like, oh, it's freezing. I don't want to go walk to a spate to buy a beer. We're like can't be lazy and just use gorillas we did we just ordered like you know i can't remember how many beers off of and the guy just showed up with the grocery bag full of beers and six minutes later after we ordered that's brilliant and it was cheaper than we would have paid at the grocery store that's don't understand it un, yeah i don't understand that yeah. either maybe that's to do with the uh berlin uh gangs or something like that that's their, <laughs> that's their new racket oh god and in, in the corona times <laughs> selling illegal groceries wait outside grocery stores and just mug the people for their groceries pretty much yeah and just hope, hope you get the right, hope yeah. you get the right one. <laughs> oh, this is luckily six beers, chicken, and some parsley. So um, that was gorillas. But there's another app that Alex will tell you about. Th- there's it. another app that is very Berlin specific, and it's called the Berkonish. And so what this is, what, what does that mean? I don't know. But what does Konish mean? Queen, Qu- king. Wow, <laughs> king. Yeah. So the, in a way, it's Berl like short for Berlin, like Berlin king. Berkonish is also like some kind of fairy tale, I think. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I don't know. But yeah, true. Berlin King, whatever. Um, anyways, they... Um, that was very dismissive, whatever. I was not trying to be dismissive of you, Jeff. I'm no, sorry. Okay. Um, anyways, <laughs> what they do is it's run by the BFLG, which is the uh, the Berlin Public Transportation, who does the uh, underground, the subways, and the buses, and the trams. Sure. So it's run by them. And what it is, it's pretty much a ride-sharing platform, but with professional drivers driving around the city and um they're really cheap so usually if i take a taxi from your place to my place it's going to cost 30 35 euro 
With the bad conies, it costs around 11 to 12 euro, which so is significantly sig- cheaper. Significantly cheaper. And this is like Uber, but the people are not using their own cars. Every single car in the Braille Koenig lineup is a brand new Mercedes van. Yes. So it's a very comfortable ride in a brand new car. And what they'll do, they'll pick you up and either you'll get into a van with some people already in there or on your way home, they'll pick up some people on the way because it's kind of like a ride share thing. So like, yeah, you're sharing it with other people, but they're only picking up people that are on the way to wherever your destination is. And really on the way, because I've never had a time where we had to take any kind of a detour. Like it yeah. was, they, they really plan it well, that this person is really just on your path anyways. And, and they usually come within like 10 minutes of ordering them. And you'll see like your app and you can follow the little the little van on the app. And you're like, oh, where's it coming? There it is. It tells you the license plate number. And it's very nice. It and it's super nice. They're super friendly. Yeah. They have automatic doors. Um, the drivers are usually really nice people. Always very friendly. And the thing is, I've had times where I've gotten a text and they'll say, oh, sorry, um, we're going to be two minutes late. So sorry about that. And you get actually get a text about that. You know, they're really nice and friendly. Um, and, and then before you get dropped off when you're still in the car, your phone will text you saying like, your stop's coming soon. Make sure you gather all your things. Yeah. yeah. And it's so cool. So you don't have to pay anything. Like up front with the driver, you get in and then you get out. And yeah. it's all paid for with the app. You don't have to like talk to anybody if you don't want to. If you're like, you're, you know, absolutely plastered. There's no worries of, you know, paying the wrong thing or tipping or whatever. Exactly. It's all on the app. It's all taken care of. You don't need to worry about it. It's very cool. I also, I heard it might be going away. It, it is. It, it, oh. it, it went, uh, it was already going away before Corona and Corona just sealed it. So it's going to be gone. Um, so unfortunately. Oh, so well, never mind. But it was cool while it lasted. I think probably because it just was not making any money because you're all probably saying, well, what you're describing is Uber, basically. Yes, except imagine a third of the price every time. Now, like, and, and also, this was there before Uber was approved in Germany yet. Because when Uber came yeah, but, to Germany, it I mean, was pretty much just taxis. But Uber yeah. as a concept had existed for 10 years elsewhere. You know? Right, but not here. Yeah, yeah. No, so, but I'm saying like, as a concept, it was, you know, yeah. But um, but yeah, the th- thing is like, like he said, a, a trip that would normally with Uber or taxi cost me 15 to $20 was suddenly cost me $5. I mean, we're talking about significant cost savings to where even if you're uh, not making that, you're working for McDonald's, you're not making much money, you could afford this service. And during the winter, and I rarely use taxis or Uber. No, really. But there's a few times during winter, you've been out drinking at a a bar or something, of course, before Corona, and you're just like, for five bucks, why not? Why? why?" For sure. Or, you know, if you're leaving somewhere, because sometimes the trains do not run in the evening from between like on the weekend of, what is it? Four and six, something like that. Well, weekends they run twenty four seven. True. You're talking about weekdays. The weekdays, maybe maybe yeah. two and six. But on the weekends, sometimes it run every ten minutes instead of yeah, yeah. It runs. Five. It runs a lot less. Yeah. And, and so sometimes you know it's, yeah. it's you're you know it's three in the morning. You're tired. Grab a thing. Exactly. Anyways, let's shuffle but it up. Super great. Yeah. Shuffle away. Um, one quick one. I don't know if people know this, mm-hmm. but Germans love the Bloodhound Gang. Uh yeah, I, I, people, big fans. Yeah, big fans. Now, my random connection is I used to be a big fan of the this West Coast Customs show. You know, like because uh, I used Pay to do, my ride. I used to do some. No, the one that was actually called West Coast. It was just a show called West Coast Customs. Oh. I think or West. Yeah, I think it was. It wasn't Pay My Ride. Well, they but, used West Coast because when I was sixteen, I used to do custom stereo systems and stuff in cars stuff like that, and so I was sort of in that. And then they started a, a branch off series where they opened a a what do you call it? A, a, a chain of them in Berlin. Yeah. And their first customer on the show was this guy from Bloodhound Gang. So it was which pre- one? Evil Jared? 
Probably. Probably. Germans love him. So anyways, but apparently this guy, maybe that's one of the reasons they love Bloodhound Gang because he lives in Germany, maybe. I, I don't mean, know. maybe. I don't know why. And like my, my buddy was telling me he was German that like his uh, nephew was having a soccer game. And, you know, during the warm-ups like that, they're playing a bunch of Bloodhound Gang songs. And he, oh, said, he, he said he thinks it's because, you know, no one really knows what the lyrics are about. They just like the music because it's good music. All the lyrics are about sex, basically. I mean, it's about a lot of raunchy stuff. Yeah. Well, in case any of you don't know, Bloodhound Gang is a, is a band that do music. Yeah. You should all know the Bloodhound Gang. Well, yeah, who knows? Maybe some, I don't know, younger audience don't. I don't know. Um, should we do one more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. What else we got? What, what else we got? got? Let's do a few of those. Let's do a few of those. Why not? All right. One, one, one more quick shuffle is German brands that the world might be pronouncing. German wrong. brands that you, you, yes, you are pronouncing wrong. Not you, but I'm talking about the that's royal, right, Jessica. The royal I, you outside. I who, see you, Jessica. Um, Jessica. Yeah, she's listening right now. Jessica, what's up? Who's Jessica? She's listening right now. What's up, Jessica? Oh, a girl named Jessica. If there's a girl named Jessica watching by any chance, please message us just so we know that we are psychic. Um, so yeah, German brands that you are all pronouncing incorrectly. So number one, these are big brands. What, what are we what are we starting with here, Jeff? How do you pronounce BMW? Well, Alex, isn't it just BMW? It's not Jeff. That's where you're mistaken, you idiot. <sighs> ah, damn it. So in Germany, it's actually BMW. Yeah, because the German W is not pronounced W. It's, it's a V, so it's BMW. And I have it actually. You might think, oh. Germans know BMW. Not necessarily. The first time I was in Munich, backpacking through Europe, we were in Munich. We held a taxi. I asked to go to the BMW Museum. Guy had no idea what I was talking about. And the BMW Museum is like one of the main tourist attractions in Munich. And finally, after saying it several times, uh, my Austrian girlfriend at the time said, Oh, sorry, BMW Museum. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, no problem. And he knew exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, and also don't just assume that people are going to know what it is because that's the way they say it in English. It's different yeah. letters and, here. And what does it stand for, Alex? Bayerische Motorwerks, I think. I think it's Motorwerken. Werken, that makes Werken, more sense. Which means Bavarian Motor Works. Uh, when I was younger, I think. when I was younger, because it was the car of James Bond in the Pierce Brosnan age, I thought it was uh, British Motor Works because he was British, but... Uh, this British super uh, agent was driving a German car. Yeah, Bayerische Motorenwerke. Yeah, there it is. The next one it would be Audi, which as I just said the correct pronunciation because an, Audi. A, an AU in German is Au, like Au. I hurt myself. Audi. It's not Audi. Yeah, it's not Audi. Uh, we've heard a few people say it, Audi. It's Audi. Yeah, a lot of these are cars. Actually, they're all cars except for one that we wrote down. Here's the one that's not cars. This one's not a car. Is Adidas. When I was a kid, I used to think Adidas stood for all day I dream about soccer. And when I moved here, I learned. Where did you pick that one up from? Someone told me. um, All day I dream about soccer. It made sense. It was a soccer company. They made sporting goods. It just made sense to me. Mm. But it's actually a name of a German guy. Well, kind of name. Um, Him and his brother worked together. Yeah. His brother moved on to work for Puma. Make Puma. By moved on, they had a significant fight. And and he... Started a rival company that sells the exact same stuff. That's which called is Puma. Puma. And Adolf, not that one. The other Adolf made Adidas. Yeah, which in we don't even said in Germany is pronounced Adidas. 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 Not, Adidas. Yeah. Uh, next one is uh, well, this is a car company you all know and love. This is uh, Mercedes Benz, which is not pronounced Mercedes Benz. Mercedes Benz. 
Mercedes. Mercedes Benz. I'm not even saying it right. Mercedes. Yeah. Which is hard because, I mean, you, it's easier, of course, for a German to say, but just. Uh, <laughs> you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Vol, uh, Volks, Vol, Volkswagen. Wait, tell me, are you, are you trying to say the, the American way or the German way? I'm not sure. <laughs> Vol, Volks. No, it, I don't okay. know how to say it. So, anymore. He's confused. Okay. Now, in America, we say it Volkswagen. Now, with a, as a V, Volkswagen. But you know, right. in German, the V is a V is pronounced as an F, so it's Volkswagen, Wagen, Volkswagen, Volkswagen, which means people's car. And it's not a VW as we call it in German. It is a VW. VW. VW in German. That's how you say VW is VW. Yeah. And then the last one is not Porsche. It's Porsche. Porsche. Well, no, you just po- said that wrong. Porsche. Porsche. Yeah, Porsche. Yeah. Not Porsche. It, it's not Porsche. It's not Porsche. It's Porsche. Porsche. Yeah, because the E at the end of any German word is almost never silent. So just know if you are keeping an E silent at the end of a German word, you are saying it incorrectly. You're wrong. You are wrong. Yeah. Uh, that's a good way. Or sorry, good yeah. way. Actually, it is a good way to end our second shuffle of... Ooh, not even of the year. First, sorry, second shuffle ever. First shuffle of the year 2021. Just first episode of 2021. Actually, Jeff. Yeah, it is. And also the first shuffle. Listen to this sound. Ooh, still sounds good. I know. Okay, we're we're gonna now end with our whiskey review. We're gonna need another splash of this wonderful whiskey. Which what, yes. what are we drinking again? I almost forget the name. We are drinking. The Aberfeldy. Is that really German, didn't I? Which is a Scotch, right? It comes which from, is a Scotch. from Scotland. Well, where in Scotland does it come from again? Highland Single Malt Scott Whiskey, aged 18 years in oak. That's significant. Uh... Batch number 2920. Finished in French red wine casks. Does it say exactly where in Scotland it is It is distilled? I'm not sure, actually. Um, Usually at the bottom, there's a little, little city. In Aberfeldy. Oh, it is a place. I guess that's a place. Fair Finished enough. in French red wine casks from Pollock Bordeaux. Finishing in Paulic. Someone fix me. Someone say if that's wrong. I'm saying that. I'm sure it is. I know you are. How we lack. Paulic. Casks. Aberfeldy's wonderfully soft signature honey and creamy vanilla notes are invigorated with swaths of plush ripe cherries and lovely nutty aromas of toasted almonds to create an incredibly elegant and fruitful whiskey. The perfect treat for any discerning drinker by Stephanie McLeod. I don't know what that is, but... Um, oh, this is the first time we had one of the whisk, back of the whiskey bottle blurb people actually sign their work. True. I like that. And this is a, <coughs> excuse me, a limited edition because it's the, I guess it's not usually done in these types of Barrels, yeah. There's different. There's different versions of of Aberfeldy. Uh, they're not. They're not all done in these in these uh, French Bordeaux casks. It's kind of cool. Here on the box it says we lose our fair share to the angels, which the whiskey world is known as the angels share. Now it's because as a as a whiskey sits in a barrel due to evaporation and what have you. Uh, about I think it's about a quite. I think it's like 40% of the whiskey in a barrel is literally evaporated and lost during the process. And they call it the angel's share. And the longer the whiskey sits in the barrel, if it's an 18, 20 year, you're losing a lot of that barrel. You, you know? serious? Yeah. This blew my mind. He, he gave a whole 
uh, thing about this when we visited the Stork Distillery. <laughs> Shit. Cheers. What <laughs> for you? I don't know. There's That's why thing. they call it the Angel Share because it's evaporated, it goes up to the heavens. It makes sense. There's yeah. a lot of things happening that day. Yeah. I don't know. Cheers. Again, a very interesting color. Like that's a one-off color for a whiskey. It's also just so good. It's really good. Now I'm gonna say off the bat, this is a hundred euro whiskey. In my mind, does not taste like a hundred euro whiskey. And it's there's been other whiskeys like the Red Spot where immediately I said this is one of the best whiskeys I've ever had. Mm. This I'm not, I don't know. This is not for me going to be a ten or eleven or anything like that. I think for me this is a nine. It's, really? a, it's a really good whiskey, but for me it's not. It's not like I. Re, I it's it's. It surpasses most of the whiskeys we've ever had, it's, but it, it does not like it doesn't blow me out of my seat. It's also very different for a scotch because it's not very smoky and doesn't have that typical kind of scotch flavor, which is fine because which is fine, you don't I, like I that. prefer Irish whiskey anyway. So. Um, but I really do like this this uh, fruity taste that I'm getting. It's, it's fantastic. I love a whiskey that brings me something new, and this is exactly what it does. Yeah, it really is, and it has a really long burn. It, it's really it's it's checking off all the boxes for me. It's really good, really good. The thing is, like. I'm thinking in my head because because you, you didn't give it, you gave it a nine, which I think of course is a fantastic score. I like it more than that for some reason. I don't want to give it a ten, but I can't I can't give a reason why it's not a ten. Well, you always give the points, so you can give it a nine point whatever you want. Nine point nine. How about that? <laughs> nice. That that means me. I'm, that means I'm not committing. That's gonna to make anything. them sad. That's like it's like wow, he could have just given us the ten, but he just screwed us for no reason. What about nine point nine nine? That's even worse. Nine point nine nine nine. No, I think if you want to be fair, give them like a 9.6, 9.7. Then they feel like, oh, okay, now I get it. I'm going to give it a 10. Are you? No, you just said you couldn't even get a 10. No, it's pretty- really good. I'm really enjoying it. Like, it's really, really good. It's something so different. It's got really cool flavors to it. And you, it's you super do you, smooth. Go for it. And you know what? I'm feeling I'm feeling happy. It's 2021. It's a new year. Things are going to change, Jeff. Looking up. Again, I don't know if I'm being um, too harsh on it, but I, I, I think for the, it's, it's, it's perfect. for the price, I can't give it... A ten. I, I, th- I think. Can, it, can you it, say we've had anything as smooth as this? Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. I don't think so. This is incredible. Even the smooth. yellow spots were smoother than this. No way. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if if this was like 70, 75 euro or something like that, I would give it a ten. But for being a hundred euro, I expect a little, just a tiny bit more from it. Like again, it, it is perfect. It's really good. But for uh, for me to give a ten, it has to be like. I'm falling out of my seat. I can't think. This is just amazing. Yeah, fair and enough. I'm not quite right. there. Yeah, you're right. I'm giving nine and a half. I'm going nine no, and a half. Oh, come on. No, no, no. no I'm switching. No, because because you're right. Because you're. Right. I'm not. My face isn't being blown away. But I think it's like a really, 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 really fantastic whiskey. And I think you're right. If it has to be a ten, it's got to be something that's like blowing me off my seat. Because think about the other tens we took. Like we took a sip and we just looked. We just looked around. And we we're like, whoa. Like, we never had another ten. We've had an eleven and only nines. Never had a ten. No. I'm going to double check that. I don't know. We have not had a 10. Okay. Ooh, I'm going to say Euro says we have had a 10. We have. Yellow Spot was a 10. You're right. Ooh, Jeff, it was me a Euro. Yes. Anyways, uh, there it is. Nine and a half. Jeff gives it a nine. I actually give it a lottery of things. We'll put it all on the website with everything I said. And, you know, again, we hope you all had a wonderful Christmas season, holiday season, New Year's. You're all still healthy. Um, welcome back. We got a lot of shows coming up for you, so do not worry. We have everything planned. We don't. We have a few things planned. We have almost an idea planned. Yes. But you'll be getting that almost of an idea. We know the name of our podcast. We do know the name of our podcast. and We have microphones, so things will be recorded. We, we appreciate everyone listening. 
um, sticking with us for such a long time now. Um, happy 2020. Hopefully this year will bring everybody much more luck than 20. 2020 did 2021 welcome 2021 i should have said i think you just said welcome to 2020 yeah welcome 2021 yeah. that's better yeah it's one hopefully it brings everyone a lot of better things than 2020 did and um yeah stay hey stay awesome and stay thirsty my friends cheers cheers hashtag new year new me baby <laughs> <laughs>